Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen, the men. And amen, the ladies. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. I've been gone for a very long time. Amen. And it's good to be back home. Amen. I've missed everyone. Hallelujah. My God. What a blessing. How many know that this very Friday we have one day only Holy Ghost filled supernatural healing deliverance fantastic miracle service right here. Hallelujah. It's not two days, it's not three days, and it's not four days. It's called one day only. Tell somebody one day only. Tell another person one day only. If you miss it, then you've really missed. Hallelujah. So we want to uh, begin to make arrangements to leave work very early to make your way towards here on Friday by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. And it's going to be fantastic. Try and come early, get a ringside so that uh, the Lord can touch you, perfect that which concerns your life. I'm looking forward to it, expecting God to do something fantastic, miraculous, and wonderful in my life too. Hallelujah. So come ready, invite somebody Bring yourself, invite your parents, your uncle, all the problems that they have. God is going to answer it, and ministry will be yours truly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So please write it somewhere. Write it somewhere that you will not uh, forget. Set your alarm from now. Set it that every day, five o'clock in the evening, it should remind you that you have a convention to attend on Friday, the 18th. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Okay. Let me do what I am brought here to do. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Malachi. It's in the Bible. Malachi chapter, you know where I'm going to. <laughs> so go there. Malachi chapter 3. 
I'm reading from verse number 6. Bible says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Say, Amen. Amen. How many want the Lord not to change? Yeah. That is why when he came, you know, when he revealed himself in the Old Testament to uh, Moses, Abraham, he introduced himself and revealed himself as Jehovah. And he comes and says, he said, I am the Lord and I change not. Amen. And when he came to the New Testament as the son, he said, Jesus is the same. Is the same today. Hallelujah. Somebody quoted this scripture some time ago. It's just, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> so, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> I am the Lord. Hello. I I just came to church. Please be kind to me. Okay. <laughs> I, for I am the Lord and I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Amen. One of the things that causes even problems in marriages is that the person that you get married to sometimes changes. Somebody who says, I love you now is not saying anything. Somebody who smiles a lot. Somebody that when you were in a relationship, when you are late for occasion, when it's, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. So never mind, never mind, never mind. Now you are not even late and the person is shouting. The person has changed. So when we read and we hear the Bible say, I am the Lord and I change not. It's a good place to put your hands together. Hallelujah. Because if the Lord should change, I don't know what will happen to me and you. But we can believe and trust in his mercies. The same God who forgave, the same God who healed, who delivered, who made a way in the sea that his people walked on a dry land. Hallelujah. He has not changed. I see God making a way for you. I say, I see God making a way for you. Amen. You know, it's like, it's like unheard of. How can, you know, Moses and the people of God, the Israelites, they were between a rock and a hard place. The armies of Pharaoh were coming. And before them was the Red Sea. So either they surrendered and go back to be slaves. Or they enter into the race and die. How can you go through? Hallelujah. And sometimes that is how our lives have become. You are out of Egypt. You are out of Egypt. But it looks as though you, you should go back. Because when you look at the things that are happening and all that, but I came to tell you that he's the same God. Hallelujah. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Nothing will consume you. 
diseases cannot finish you. Economic situation cannot finish you. Unemployment cannot harass you. Your singleness is going to be over. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? He does not change. So we can hold on to his promises. We can remind him. That is why when the angel came to Gideon, he asked him, don't you have any testimony? Did you not have any testimony? Hallelujah. Why? Because when you release a testimony, when you say to the Lord, you have done this before, he is willing to do it again. Hallelujah. So he came to Gideon when he was hiding. He said, you are a man. You are a great man of valor. Meanwhile, he was hiding. And the angel asked him, don't you have any, have you not heard? He said, oh, we heard that our fathers, our fathers, he said, yeah, this is your, this is your testimony. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm telling you, this is your testimony that the God that we serve, he changed not. I am the Lord, I change not. Hallelujah. May the Lord not change concerning your situation. When you call on his name, he will answer. When you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. When you lift your hand, he will lift you up. When you pray, he will answer. Hallelujah. He said, call on me and I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Amen. If God changes, we will not be sure. But because he's the same today, Tomorrow and forever, we can trust in him. Hallelujah. Verse number seven. He said, even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone as away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? Then God says, in tithes and offerings, ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10. He says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Hallelujah. Are you here? This is the God that changed not. The God that doesn't change. This is what it says. You can see that he begins by introducing himself as the Lord that changed not. And because of that, we, the Christians, or the sons of Jacob, or Israel, we are not consumed. And he began to tell us that even from our fathers, we have gone away. We've gone astray. And we who have gone away from him, he is the one who comes to us. Can you believe it? And he rather asks us to return. So in the same way, that's why I said I change not. You may have gone away from God. You may have done things again. He said, even our, our whole family may have gone away. But he comes and says, you return. Hallelujah. So that is how God is. 
Can you believe that he is the one that we are, but he comes and says, go to Isaiah chapter 1, verse number uh, 17, and look at it. If Isaiah is in your Bible. Uh, Isaiah is also in church, eh? Okay. Hmm. Are you in Isaiah chapter 1? Are you in Isaiah chapter 1? Okay. I'm reading from verse number 16. It said, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Verse number 17. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Hmm? Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord of hosts. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen. So again, we see the Lord. It says, change your way. Don't do evil things. Clean yourself and wash and seek judgment. Uh, plead for the fatherless. Uh, attend to the widows. All the things that we have done wrong. He comes to tell us exactly where we've gone wrong. And he comes to say that, and come. Hallelujah. And come and let us reason together. This is why God says, I will not change. Amen. And I need everyone to know. And I need you to know it's the same God. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's saying to you, wherever you went wrong, wherever you, I mean, you could not obey him, it is time to return. Come and let us reason. And even before you come, he has already assured you that no matter how difficult the situation is, no matter how dirty you've gotten yourself, you will be as white as known. You will be, uh, you, you, I mean, it's like you cannot even imagine that before you come to talk about it, he has already assured you of what is going to happen. Not that, not that come, when I hear your case and it's not so bad, then I will forgive. But before even you come, he said, no matter how it is, hallelujah. And that is the God we are talking about. Amen. Yeah, and he says to us in uh, Malachi that you have robbed me. You have robbed me. And, you know, when the Bible says something, sometimes we can think that it belongs to some era. But it is true for that era and it is true for our era. How many can say that we have robbed God of his tithe and his offerings? Yeah. If not, it will not be in the Bible. You see, whatever is in the Bible may have happened, will happen, and will come again. For instance, when you read the things in the Old Testament and the New Testament, some of them prophetically has happened, it is happening, and some will happen again. Amen. But the assurance we have over here is that no matter how bad it is, 
we are in the middle of the month. Is this not June? Yeah, half year through the month, and somebody you've paid tight only once. You is the whole year is one month for you. How can six months be one month? Some of you, you, I mean, even you have forgotten. You've forgotten to pay your tithe. You've used your tithe for shoes. You've bought wig. You've bought acrylic nails. You've done nice things. You have eaten. Mm-hmm. You've eaten. You've gone to do uh, what the golden teeth with your tithe. And you are moving around and smiling because of the golden tooth. God's money is on your teeth. But this morning we want to repent. Hallelujah. Are you here? You know, he said that, because say, ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Go to 10. Bring ye the tithe into the storehouse, that ye may, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. You know, the verse 9 said, Ye are cursed with a curse. And if you know, if you've been to school, you know that there are two articles. De is a definite article. And a. So if I say the girl is coming, you see, if I say the girl is coming, it's different from a girl is coming. Do you understand? Yeah, it means that the, the girl, it means you may not know the girl, but the person I'm talking to knows. It may be a coded girl, said the girl is coming. Maybe that girl is a ninja. It's a ninja. She will put the uh, what did the bomb dead and smoke it, then she will vanish. The girl is coming. Said the boy is here. The man has arrived. It means we know what we are talking about. But when you saw a, a man came here, a man came here. It means we don't know the man. We don't know. But somebody came. Oh, a lady was here. But when you said there. So the Bible says, ye are cursed with a, a curse. Just one. A also introduced just one curse. Just one curse. Hmm? Yeah. You are cursed with a curse. And what is that case? I wish I can have the time to tell you this case. You are cursed with a case. Not two, not three. Not four, not five. Eh. What does the taking away of the tithe and the offering, what is the case, eh, the, eh, a single case that this brings? For ye are cursed with a case, with a one, just one case. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. That case is the case of having the presence of God taken away from you. Yeah. Yesterday, I was talking to my children and I was telling them something. That what makes the difference in life 
is to have the halo. Do you know what the halo is? Halo, H-A-L-O, halo. Those who have been to school, can you read it from your dictionary? What is the halo? Can you put it, can the definition come? You need to improve and advance quickly. You are cursed with a curse, and the curse is to have the presence of God. Anytime you eat your titan, you see that the presence of God, the absence of the presence of God in your life introduces every form of trouble. It is the presence of God with you. Why do you think that Jesus came as Emmanuel, God with us? It is the God with you. This is one of my main blessings I bless people with. The Lord be with you. If the Lord can be with you, every problem will be solved. Amen. That is what the Bible says. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. For, for God was with him. If God is with you, you can go around doing good. Hallelujah. You can't do good when God is not with you. When his presence is taken out, without a swear, he came as a man of God with us. Amen. After a, uh, Moses had walked with God, he had the rod. You remember Moses had the rod of God. God would tell him, put your hand in your armpit. It became leprous. He put it back again. He's cleansed. Then he gave him a rod. I said, what is it that is in your hand? He said, rod. He said, put it down. The rod became a serpent. He takes it back, it's back. And with the rod, he did miracles. He turned water into blood. He brought frogs and plagues and mice. Different things. He brought it in upon Egypt by the rod. The rod swallowed the turn into serpent and swallow all the serpent that Pharaoh's uh, magicians brought. But he go to a place that Moses said, I have used this rod for some time. There's something better than having a rod. He said, if I can have your presence, if the Lord will be with me. So when the Bible says that you are cursed with a curse, you need to take your time. You wouldn't want that. Something that even people who have power in their rod, in their hand, they are opting for the presence of God. You want the presence of God to be taken away. No. This morning, I pray that the presence of God will return unto us in the name of Jesus. The presence of God makes all the difference. Have you found the meaning of hello? Those, what is it? An indication of what? Radiant light drawn around the head of a saint. Say, so, an. Ah, H A L O. How is it pronounced? Hello. Hello. Uh, depending on the school you went to <laughs> and the shape of your mouth. 
an indication of a radiant light drawn around the head of a saint. Okay. Who else has another definition? It's a symbol of holiness. Represented by a circle. No, no, not this. H-A-L-O. This is hallow, to be holy. You know, the presence of God, anyone. You know, when I was much younger, I saw always when Jesus and Mary is drawn, there will be a yellow uh, light around them. And I always ask that, what is this? What is this? But it is something that we need. That is the presence of God. It's, it's the, 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 the presence that takes out. It doesn't allow certain evil to penetrate. Yeah. And everyone who eats and spends his or her tithes does not have that presence. You, you take away the presence of God. You become dry. You become, things are able to fasten themselves on you. And this morning, that is one of the things that I want us to pray for. Let that curse be taken away. May the presence of God be with you. May his holy presence never be taken away from you. May you always have the presence of God. May evil never be able to penetrate. Hallelujah. You know, it, does, it takes just the presence of God to prevent all sort of things. And when that one goes away, every sort of thing comes away. It's just like your immune system. It's just immune system when it's there. Different diseases are prevented. But when it's not there, different sort of diseases come to you. Are you here? So it looks like the tithes and our offering brings us spiritual immunity. May the presence of God be with you. May, may that case, ye are case with a case, that single case, may that case be removed in the name of Jesus. As we give our offering and as we tithe, Lord, I pray, oh, that your presence will be with us, that your power will keep us. May we not be dry. May we, oh God, have your presence, Lord. That would deliver us your presence, your glory, your beauty. That will usher us, that will direct us, that will, oh yes, inform us. Yes, that will lead us into the places that we need to be. We give you all the glory, we give you all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take your offering, take your tithes, take your offering, take your tithes. Yes, you are watching from the Facebook or you are listening to me on the podcast. Take your tithes. Take your tithes and your offering. Give the two together. I'm about to pray on it. I'm about to pray on it. So let's do it together. I want to see hands going up. Those of us who are sending it into our account from your mobile phone, from your iPad, from your uh, computer, whatever you are using, whether internet banking or e-wallet, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. And those of us who are giving physical cash, 
lift your hands up above your head and let's pray. Those who are even giving from the phone, lift it as well. We are praying together, wherever you are. Wherever. Can we have more lights? Why is the room dark? Is there any reason? Let there be light. Yeah. It, it seems better. Yeah, thank you. And let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, with our seed, our offering, our tithe lifted, Lord, we pray that the curse will be broken. Lord, we pray that as we give and as we fulfill, oh, yes, your word, let the promise that you said, that you open the windows of heaven and bless us, that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Let it be our portion. Some of us, all the money we have is in our pockets. We don't even have some in our homes. Lord, from today, I pray that we will have money in our wallets, in our homes, and also outside the home. May there be some money in our accounts. Even if it's a captech account, let there be money in it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, and people who are about to change their account from FMB and uh, ABSA and Standard to CapTech, Lord, we pray that let this change not be like they are running away from bank charges. May there be more money than the charges. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May bank charges not be our problem. Give us more that no matter what is happening, we will be able to give glory to you that you have lifted us above our needs. Lord, I pray. I pray. Some may think it's a joke, but Lord, let it be real in our lives that when we are opening a captain account, it may be because of business purposes, but not because we are running away from bank charges. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray. That people who don't have bank accounts will have bank accounts. People who have forgotten their PIN because they don't use the card. Lord, let them remember in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we are giving according to your word. May our hands be free to receive the blessing that comes from you. I pray for your providence. I pray, oh God, encourage us, provide. Let us receive that which only you can give, that our joy may be fulfilled. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Are you excited to be in church? Is there joy in the house? I don't feel your joy. Stand to your feet. Because our pastor is in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't hear your shout and I don't feel your excitement. Well, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the auditorium and here at, ho at home and uh, on Facebook, our pastor is here. Hallelujah. If you are not excited at home, we are excited right here. So help me to welcome none other than the son of the prophet, Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Oh, what a wonderful day you have made that we can rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, let your name be praised. Let your name be lifted. Let all the glory be unto you. Thank you for touching us, healing us. Thank you for gathering us together just to do us good. Lord, let your purposes and let the solution, the answers that comes from your word come to us this morning. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, you are most welcome. Have your way and let your will be done. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Well, before I left, I was preaching from uh, the how to preach salvation. Is that not it? Many are called. Oh, okay. I thought I, I started preaching from... I, I, I did not start that. I did. Yeah, some people were not in church. So the last time you saw me was when I was preaching. When I was... I mean, it said that a normal pastor, when you travel for three months, some of your church members will not know. Because some people come to church every four months. They run shifts, but it's okay. Because some people came when I was preaching from many occult. So when I was doing the uh, how to preach salvation, they were not here. But today, I want us to talk about something. What do you think? I want to talk to you from my heart, but uh, it's also in my father's book. So why do I have to struggle when my father has written a lot of things? Amen. So, if you have the mega church book, if you have the mega church book, is the uh, the new one is the chapter six. I think the old one would be chapter seven. What it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. What it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Amen. You know. Yeah. If you company with people, this saying is not in the Bible, but it's very true. It's an idiom, an adage, or a proverb. It says, show me your friend, and I will show you your character. Are you getting it? When they want to know who you are, sometimes the best person, they don't know the best person is to find out who are his friends. Your friends, who your friends are, tells a lot about you. Because the Bible says, can two walk together except they agree? Amen. Yeah. So two people cannot walk together except there's some agreement. It is also said that birds of the same feathers flock together. Is that not the case? Yeah. So there are things that are not in the Bible, but by observation, it's also true. Amen. Yeah, can two walk together except they be agreed? And you'll be surprised to notice that 
when Eve ate the tree, do you know that in the Garden of Eden, it was Eve, the woman, who first ate the fruits of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But we never read that she was naked until the husband agreed. Are you there? So it takes two. <laughs> until the husband agreed that I also eat, whether she pressurized him or not, I don't know. You know how it is. Sometimes they can say, if you don't eat it, it's like you don't love me. You say you love me, you are not eating the fruit. Um, some of these things could have happened. I don't know. I wasn't there, but it was when Adam ate the fruit, they two agreed, then suddenly. So if Adam had not eaten it, I'm sure God would have come to see if alone has eaten the fruit, and Adam would have reported. Are you getting it? Yeah, but Adam eating it agreed. Yeah, and the Bible doesn't say that he forced Adam. I have not read it. <laughs> so Adam may have eaten on his own. <laughs> Agreement. Sometimes you just want to follow because you want peace in the house. Are you getting it? <laughs> if you don't eat, there may not be peace in the household. <laughs> so sometimes it is about either you are agreeing with your uh, wife for peace to be in the house or you want to do what your wife or your husband should be angry with you so that God also be happy. It's not easy. It's not easy. So God, God should help you. <laughs> Somebody left you and said, God, I need your help. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But there is always people that you have to choose. You have to decide that this is what I want to be. Whether you like it or not, any relationship that you have is either you are affecting the people or they are affecting you. Are you here? Yeah. It's either you are affecting them. There's nothing like neutral. There's nothing like sitting on the fence. That is why Jesus said, take heed what you hear and how you hear it. Because whatever you hear is going to have effect on you. Uh, I was telling uh, my children that I've seen that they are doing um, some things that they have seen on YouTube for their hair. So I said that you may think. So if you can buy uh, onion juice or some coconut oil that you saw on YouTube and you are using, it means that that is not the only thing you can learn from there. So you may be looking at uh, uh, YouTube do you understand? You may have chosen the good, but it means there are a lot of things that are communicating to you. Hello? Yeah, some of you, your hairstyle, you saw it on, uh, on Facebook. You, you saw it on Instagram. You, you get it. So you may not even know that there are things that have rubbed on you because of the Instagram. You may not even know, but there are things that you are going to do because of the Facebook account. You may think that it's, not, but it, it, that is how it is. It very, it's like a book. The silent voice of book will be talking to you. You see things, pictures, and you go back and things are rubbing on you. 
Are you getting it? So it's also very important for us to understand this. So when you read from uh, Numbers, Numbers chapter 11, Numbers chapter 11, if you have the book, verse number 17, Bible says, and I will come down, God was talking to Moses, I will come down and talk with you there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you there, that thou bear it not thyself alone. So we see how God tried to solve the problem that Moses was having. Moses was having a problem, but you know, to understand this problem, I think that we may have to start from verse 9. Because when we are talking from verse number uh, 17, it's the solution. Are you getting it? So you don't even know, you don't get to understand the problem and the extent of the problem that was uh, uh, existing. Can, can I read it from your Bible? Yeah. So the Bible says, and when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. That's King James. I wish I can have NLT. Have an NLT? Okay. This one is also nice, but the NLT is very nice. You can enjoy it. So Bible says, and the manna came down on the camp with the dew during the night. Moses heard. All the families standing in the doorways of their tents. Winning. And the Lord became extremely angry. Moses was also, uh, was also very agitated. The highlight that I'm not seeing. And Moses said to the Lord, Why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve this burden of all these people? Did I give back to them? Did I bring them into this world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep winning to me, saying, give us meat to eat. It is not wrong. Give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, are you there? Just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this spare me this misery. Are you getting it? Do me what? This favor and spare me this misery. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather before me 70 men who are recognized as elders and leaders of Israel. Bring them to the tabernacle to stand there with you. And I will come down and talk to you there, and I will take some of the spirits that is upon you, and I will put the spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you. So you will not have to carry it alone. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So you can see that the solution is coming from a place. Hallelujah. And 
this is the pattern of the ministry. God walks and works in patterns. The Old Testament is a canvas, it's a painting, it's a drawing of what is to come. So the work that God gave Moses is the work that God has given to every pastor to go to Egypt and to carry the people out of Egypt into the promised land that he has promised their forefathers, amen, into Canaan. And Bible says that it comes to a point, even with the miracles, most of us over here have come out of the Red Sea. We have come out of Egypt. We have come out of the world. We have come out of slavery. We are no longer under bondage of sin. We are no longer drinking. We are no longer behaving like addicted people to sin. Hallelujah. But you don't have what to eat. There are things that you still don't have. Are you here? This is how the ministry is. This is how the ministry is. And Bible says that Moses said that if I have found favor, just kill me so that I wouldn't have to see this misery. The burden of the people is so much. How can I alone bear the burden of all these people? You are saying I should carry these people in my arms like a mother will carry a nursing baby. How can I do it? It is too much. And if this is what you intend to do with me, then kill me. Some of my members are at the age that they need to get married. Nobody has proposed to them. Some of the members, they are the age that they need to be, I mean, staying in their own accommodation, in their own room. Even if they have not built themselves, they should be able to pay accommodation. Some of them, by now, they should be able to afford a decent clothing. Some of them should be able to, I mean, even give to their parents. Some of them should be able to say that they are going to pay Lobola. Some of them should be able to go to school. Some of them should be able to buy a car. Some of them should be able to dress decently. Are you here? And you see the problem of the people. You see, some of them are sick. They need to be healed. Some of them want to go to school. Nobody to take them to school. Some of them want to just do well. Not that they want to be righteous. They just want to do well. Have something that they can eat in life. And this is what you have asked me to pastor. This is my Lord as a pastor. I should be able to make sure that every single member is doing well. And how am I going to be one person taking care of everyone? If this is how, how will I even know the, I mean, person sitting at the back, the name? How am I going to make sure that every problem, some people have not eaten, they've come to church. They are not fasting. And when we close church, they don't know what they are going to eat. As we are taking offering, they don't have what to eat. Even where they slept yesterday, there was, there, it's not like there was low shedding. And it wasn't like, the, it, light was off. Because they could not afford electricity. They couldn't buy uh, paraffin. Some of them are doing wash and wear. And these are the people you have brought to me to lead into the promised land. How am I going to do it? How am I going? Some of them don't understand even the cause they are doing. Some of them don't understand what will become of them. 
Yes, they have followed. It, you know, salvation is never the decision of me or you. It is God who said, I have heard the cry of my people and I have come down to deliver them. Hallelujah. So sitting here this morning, your born again experience, you did not orchestrate it. You did not, you are not the originator. The idea for you to be saved did not come from you. God said, I, am, I have come down and to deliver them and to bring them to a good land, a light land, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. But now we are not yet there. And the people are struggling. Hallelujah. Are you here? So the problem that Moses had is the problem I'm having. The problem that Moses had, people were murmuring and complaining because from the time they got born, things have not been. At least when they were in the world, they knew how to sin to go along. They knew how to sell their bodies to feed themselves. They knew where they would sleep, they would sell their body. But if you brought me this way, I have stopped what I used to do. I'm no longer... That's why at a point they began to complain. Say, if you were in Egypt... He began to think about things in Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. How can I be the one eye man, the one person catering for all the people? Said the burden is too much. Sometimes even people have problems that I don't know. And some people may even be in the church and they may think that the pastor cares for only the few people he knows the name. But it is not so. It is not so. Moses was not sent to go and deliver only Miriam and Aaron and Joshua. No, everyone, the little one, your children are my problem. Your husband are part of it. Your wife is part of it. Your whatever is part of it. But how did God solve the problem? Are you here this morning? He said, he said to him, this is how. I'm going. So Moses complains. said, look, if this is how you will deal with me, then kill me because this is too much. I don't want to see my wretchedness. King James says, I don't want to see my wretchedness. Kill me if I have found grace and favor before you. Meanwhile, this is a pastor who works miracles. This is a pastor who is able to turn water into blood. This is a pastor who is able to call call on God and frogs who, I mean, whatever he says, but the burden of the people is so much. Hallelujah. Amen. And God says to Moses, I have heard it is true. Bring, bring out 70 people that you know to be leaders. From today, you know, you need to allow. He said, bring out people. Bring out people who you know that they come to church here and they are willing. They are leaders, they stay around so that I will take the spirit that is upon you. That's something. What it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. God is the same God who gave Moses the anointing and the spirit. Why did not why is it that God did not give the 70 the, some of some spirits? But he said that take the 70 so that I can take the spirit that is upon you. No different spirit. No different anointing. The same spirit, some of your spirit, the NLC say, some, come and come down and talk 
Okay, I will come down and talk to you there. And I will take some of the spirit that is upon you. Some of the spirit that is upon you. So when you are in this church, the reason why you are here, you may be looking for Bishop Dark Hayward Mills. He may be the one that you want to listen to, but you have come because he has called me and God has taken some of his spirit that is upon him and he's put it on so that I may be able to stand with. God did not give me different anointing, different spirits, different from the one he has called. Our Moses is Bishop Daggeord knows. Hallelujah. And if you are also going to help, as you are here, you need to be able to come, not with a different spirit, not with a different mind. Every church is a little different because Moses had a rod, but Elijah had a mantle. Some churches, they do the worship before the praises. Others, they do the praises before the worship. Every church is a little different. Who is right and who is wrong? According to how God has called said. That's what God said. That, Look, when people are trying to help and they don't have your spirit, they would rather they distract and they would rather cause confusion. Because when people are trying to help, Yes, God needed more people to help. But the first thing God did was not to anoint them to help. He said, no, for you to help in a certain way, you need the same spirit that is upon Moses. You need the same spirit that is upon Moses. Because it's Moses that you are going to help. If your mind does not work like how Moses' mind works, Moses will be taking a pulpit to this side and you will be pulling it this way. Moses will say, let us go to this side and he said, no, I want to go to this side. Are you here? So the same spirit, this morning, God is raising, God is raising the 70s. Allow yourself to be part of the 70s. That the spirit that God has put upon our father will come over you. So that you'll be able to help. There are people who are in pain. There are young ladies, they don't even know how to take care of themselves. They're about to have their menses. They're about to reach puberty. And they don't know how. You can help, but you sit down as though you cannot help. And you cannot rise up and say, oh, I want to gather all the people who are about to. No, you need the spirit of the house first. What it means to cut the spirit of the ministry. Are you here? So allow yourself. Allow yourself. We are going. I'm introducing. Allow yourself. I'm calling people. We are about to start Tuesday service. Especially for people who want this anointing to come upon them. So that they can help just five, eight or ten people. Not hundred. If only you can help 10 people. If only you can help 10 people you would have done. You would have done more than enough. You would have done. You can do it. I'm telling you. But first, come. Come and stand. 
come on Tuesdays, come on Fridays, and let's stand here that God will take the anointing, the spirit that is upon our Father and put it on you that you may be able to bear the burden so that when you see people, you will not see customers. So that when you see people, you will not see clients. So that when you see people, you will not see students. So that when you see people, you begin to see souls that need to go to heaven. So that when you see people, you begin to. Are you here? So that when you see people, you will have compassion upon them. In Psalm 68, verse number 7. Look at it. Bible says, look at it. Verse 11, not 7. The Lord gave the word. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. The word comes through one person. But the publishing of it does not come. God raises a company. Company. Company of the people. Great was the company. We need a great army of people. People who can take care of just 10, 12 people, 8 people. It's enough. It's enough. This is the new. Because the dispensation that we are entering, the devil is looking for homes. Looking for young people to destroy. But we can. We can be helped. We can, we can help these people. How many think that God can use you? You don't need to know anything. All you need is that come, come and stand with your Moses and God will take the spirit, some of the spirit that is upon Moses and place on you so that you'll be able to bear the burden with. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, I wish everybody here, every one of us here will be a Basenta leader taking care of just 10 people. Taking care of eight people. It's okay. That may be only every one of you. With that little, small, great, big, everyone. Everyone, I'm telling you. Yeah. You don't need to know much. You, all you need to know, all you need to do is to just bring yourself. God is going to take a spirit and put it on you. And you'll be able to care for somebody. How many are ready for something to happen? You'll be able to do it. Hallelujah. Are you here? And notice that God did not give a different uh, uh, leadership anointing or management scale. No, he said, some of the spirit that is upon you. Some of the spirit. One day you'll be talking to people and say, ah, have you been to Ghana before? Do you know Bishop Dark Hayward Mills? You speak like him. You, talk, you have his passion. You have his heart. And you do your things like him. Because God would have taken some of the spirit that is upon him and it will come over you. The same spirit that is upon Bishop Dark has come over me. I remember the day I got anointed. Oh, we went for a camp. The name of the camp is called Zogrio. And after the camp, Zogrio, to capture men alive, I came home, me and my best man, Gabby, Gabriel Bobisa, we have decided to go and, uh, we responded to the call to go and start a church somewhere. And as we were there, I began to pray. One Thursday afternoon, I began to pray. I said, Lord, all I need is for you to help me. I want also to capture men alive. And I lie down. From morning, I was praying, praying, praying. Late afternoon, I was blank. And when I entered into this vision, who did I see? My father, Bishop Doug. 
It was, he was standing here and he called my name and said, come. I was standing by and there were barrels of the oil. Barrels of the oil. I, I, I wish that I was put in, but they were pouring on me on season. I couldn't, everything was, I said, ah, I know anointing to be some sprinkles, but this one was being poured on me and it was coming over my butt like waves. It will go down and another one will come. So many times until I was almost unconscious and as I was passing out, I heard him say, Pastor Ed, take care of him. Then I, I got up from the sleep. Then the, another voice said to me, I have anointed you for a purpose. Hallelujah. The spirit that is upon your father will come over you. The spirit that is upon your father will come over you. So that you'll be able to stand with him. Amen. Are you here? Oh, without it, it will not be possible. Without it, you will be going contra. You may want to help, but to be able to help, you need to carry the spirit of the ministry. And God is, in this, that's what God is about to do. God is doing that. God is, because he works in pattern. The same pattern is about. God is about to help the work that is being done here. And as many as want the spirit to be anointed and to be influencers, to change life and take people, God is about to anoint you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? Do you know why? Go to Esther chapter 15. Esther chapter 15. I'm trying. Esther chapter 15. I'm reading from verse number. Where should I start? 22. Esther 15, 22. And Bible says, And so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Are you there? So what? Moses. When you hear so Moses, it means that a lot has happened. The people did not just come out of the, uh, <laughs> they, they did not just come out. So it means that a lot has happened. Moses had to contend over and over for the prayers have gone on for you to be sitting where you are. But it's not enough. So Moses, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Can, can, can I read from? Okay. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness of Shah. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Are you there? And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? You see, the first one was, what will we eat? So, you remember where we just read from Numbers? Moses said, the people complaining, they were murmuring, said, that, what are we going to give us meat to eat? But when they came out of the race, the Bible said, they appeared in a place called Marah. The waters were bitter, and the name of the place was called Marah. And the people remembered against Moses, saying, What shall I drink? And he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. 
and there, and there he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them, and said, If thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that he led thee. And they came to Elam. Somebody say Elam. And they came to where? Elam. Where there were 12 wells of water and three score and ten palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. Hallelujah. I see God moving you from Mara to Elam. When they arrived at Mara, Bible said the waters were bitter. They complained. But God, Bible said, and Moses prayed. They complained. So that is the pattern. That is the pattern, like I'm saying, that is the pattern of salvation, what God does. It can't be one man. It can't be one man. But listen to me. Listen to me. The Bible says that most, so Moses brought the people of Israel out of Egypt. And the Bible says the first place that they appeared was called Shah. And from Shah, they went three days' journey and they got into a place. You have been born again for some time. And you've come to a place called Mara because the waters are bitter. But the Bible says that people murmur. You don't need to murmur. You don't need to complain. You can ask. You know, there's a way you can say, oh, can't, we, we, we don't have water. Memory, you can't murmur. But it's different from asking. Hallelujah. You can ask without memory. You can consult without confronting. Yeah. They could have also asked the pastor, Pastor Moses, hey, it's difficult here. It's the same thing, but they added memory. They complain. It is not wrong to ask, what can we do in this situation? But don't remember. Bible said they murmured. And Moses, Bible says, he called, he called on the Lord. And the Lord showed him what? A tree. A tree that when he put on the water, the waters became what? Sweet. Hallelujah. May you be that tree. And if you understand, so that is the pattern and that is the revelation and the prophetic journey of salvation. When we come out, when we come out of the Red Sea, Moses, by the hand of God, brought the people out of the Red Sea. But you see, when you come out of the Red Sea, you appear in a place called Mara, where life becomes difficult. Water is a, a, a symbol of livelihood. Water refreshes. Water quenches thirst. Water brings it's a livelihood. So you appear in a place. You go into after salvations for some time. Life begins to be difficult. Life begins to be bitter. There's nothing sweet in your life. Hallelujah. But Bible says that when they called on Moses, Moses prayed and God showed him a tree. That when 
he put the tree into the water. The water became sweet. Hallelujah. And the revelation here is this. When you read the Bible, a tree represents a human being. A tree represents a human being. You may be in this church with your Moses. But allow the Moses to put a tree into your water. That is why when you are in church and you don't belong to any ministry, you don't belong to any bar center, you don't have any fellowship, you don't have any center, you may think that you are wise, but you are destroying yourself. Moses actually parted the Red Sea, but when it came to turning the bitter water into sweet, God showed him another man. Hallelujah. So God, that's what I'm talking about. You may be the tree that God is going to put in somebody's bitter waters. You are the tree that I'm talking about. That five people, ten people must be around you. Whose bitter waters, bitter life, struggling life is going to change because you have company with Moses. Hallelujah. And remember... Remember that these people had come along with Moses, all the people. So sometimes Moses gives you somebody as your shepherd, as your uh, ministry leader. I have Christ standing somewhere for me. So if you are looking that every problem is going to be solved by me, the tree that I have put in your waters in Philippi, your, your waters will be better. Because there's a tree. I said there is a tree in Philippi. That if you can put it in your waters, the waters will be sweet. They cried unto Moses. But Moses took the tree. If you come to me, you cry to me. I say, where are you staying? Then I show you the tree. When you put that tree, but sometimes people are not ready to accept even the trees that will turn their waters into sweet waters. So, their waters are bitter. You are born again, but there's nothing nice in your life. Because you are not in a ministry. You are not in a fellowship. You don't belong to a basenta. You don't belong to a basanta. You walk alone. You are a free agent in the church. And you are sweating. You are struggling. Such is Christianity. Such is salvation. You are in a place called what? Mara. And the waters are supposed to be bitter. Anyone who has gotten born again and there is no bitter waters, you need to find out. Maybe you are not properly born again. When you get properly born again, things will begin to be tighter. I'm telling you, if you are born again and you are still doing the things you used to do, you have not appeared in Mara. When you get properly born again, things will become stiffer. Things will be a little uncomely. Things will become a little difficult. Because when you get born again, when you come out of Egypt, you need to appear in Mara. That is why it's a pattern. So you get born again and everything is as it were. There has not been a change in your talking. There's not been a change in your dressing. There's not been a change in your friends. There's not been a change in your attitude. Hey, then you are not in Mara. Then you are not in Mara. Because when you get born, you need to be Mara. Where? The waters are bitter. It's no longer nice. It's not the way things were. It is not the way things were. Your friends are not talking to you. 
you used to have grocery with somebody, but a person will bring, I mean, 400 and you top it up 200. But now that you are born again, they, 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 they are not talking to you. They talk, they talk about you as though you, you are not there, but you are there. Have you been there that the people are talking about you? And they are saying, oh, today, this is what he's saying. It's not like you are traveling, you are there and they are talking about you. And you don't know what has become of you. You have appeared. People don't talk to you. Now you walk alone. You don't have any friend. You don't know who to talk to. Life has become difficult. Yes. That is what is expected. You are in Mara. You are in Mara. Hallelujah. The wet waters are bitter. Hey, but it's for a season. Hallelujah. I say it's for a season. I say it's for a season. Accept the tree that God is about to put in your waters. The waters in Mara, my sister. Accept the new friends. What's your name? Ah, there's another name. Moboya. Then we give Moboya. Look, uh, come. Uh, where is Kena or uh, Umpili? Where, uh, yeah. Stand, stand. Come, come, come to me. You, you watch and see. So, Pinky, you may have great friends. Long before you came to church, and now you come to church, you are born again. Tinsa, and this small girl, that, are you not bigger than? You can't you lift her even with your one? She becomes your mother. She becomes literally your mother. She's going to instruct you. Can I have a microphone? She's going to tell you what you should be doing. Can you be telling her some of the things that she should be doing? You want her to do? Tell her what you want her to do when she wake up. The first thing that I would like her to do is to have... Tell her the first thing I would like you to do. The first thing that I would like you to do is what we call a quiet time, where you need to have a special book for you. When, when should she wake up? Tell her when to wake up so, and call her. You, know, you, you have come to church. Even in your life, your circles before you came to church, you did not have, uh, I mean, slim people like this. All your people were bourgeois. But look at somebody that is now telling you that, hey. And you call her and you say, wake up, what are you doing? So, firstly, we need to wake up at 4 o'clock where we join the speaking in tongues prayer. And then I'll get to call you in the morning so that you join on Facebook. You have Facebook? That's wonderful. And then once we call, I'll send you the link and we'll join after the prayer and then we'll continue with our quiet time. And then I'll get to explain how we do the quiet times, the best step. And, and listen to this. You had your life, you sleep, you wake up 10, 15. Now a small girl calls you 15 minutes to four. Call, hey, what are you saying? Come on, sissy. Don't be lazy. And she's not using kind words. And you see her structure. You see her structure and you are thinking, ah, what does this girl mean? This church, small church that I've gone to, look at what is You see, you are in Mara. And the tree that God is putting into your better life, you can easily not receive it. You can easily not. Moses has brought you out of the Red Sea. 
But he's showing you a tree that you should put. But you are not ready. So you, you, you look at the little guy and say, okay, turn your Bible to, do you understand what you have read? Okay, share your quiet time. And you have not read it. And it's it like, hey, this girl is on my life. Hey, the way she's like a pest. She's disturbing. I cannot even have, she's calling me, have I had my quiet time? What did I write? Hey, my, my life is in, she's harassing me. This is harassment every now. What did you read? Share your quiet time. This every day. 4 a.m. She's calling me. Hey, I, I don't like this thing. So you are rejecting the mara. You are in my, but you are rejecting the tree. Many people, you have been giving a little boy, a little girl, who is to help you. But it's like, oh, you are looking for. Yes, I am surprised that it was not Moses who turned the water, but he showed him a tree. To put into the water. And if you know, Bible says in John uh, 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 Psalm 1, it said, We will be like a tree planted. So, human being is like a tree. Human being is like a tree. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Hallelujah. If you read Daniel, the Bible speaks up about uh, Nebuchadnezzar when he had a dream, he saw the tree that was cut. And a ban was put in the stem. And that tree, Daniel explained, said, that tree that you saw is you. That tree that you saw. So human being is a tree. Hallelujah. That you need to put into the water. But you can see little girl. And many of us, I'm using this, but many of us, we have side trees by us that we have not acknowledged. And when they instruct us, you, you, you make fun of it. That is why. And do you know what? I see your life becoming better. Accept the tree that God has shown you to put into your water. Accept the tree that God is putting into your bitter waters. Yeah. They ask you, join the dancing stars. Join the choir. Be part of the ashes. Join the uh, show your love. Join, join. Be part of it. You'll be surprised that the tree that you are getting closer to will change everything about you. And I thought that that would be the end. Do you know what happened? When now the waters became sweet, he said, look, go, go back. And he cried unto the Lord. Okay? And the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the trees were made sweet. And there he made them statues. And so they, they would begin to tell you things to do and all that. 26, look at it. And he said, if thou would diligently hearken, if you listen to the person, your tree, you said, if you will never be sick, and he introduced himself, he said, I am the Lord that he led thee. You'll be surprised that sickness will be far from you because of who you have accepted. Then he comes to verse number 27. Now you are doing well. You are doing well under the tree. Then he comes and said that we are moving. 27. Quickly. And they came to Elam. Now, you see, after you have been in Mara for some time, and God, by his supernatural provision, by your shepherd, the waters are made sweeter. You can easily refuse to move. Hello? You can easily refuse to move. 
What about if we move and there's another uh, Mara? What about if we move and uh, we, we, we meet another better watches? Moses, Charlie, you know what? As for here, the waters are sweet. It was better now in sweet. Let us be here. Sometimes when the waters are made, some people have joined ministries. They have joined, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, basantes and different things, and life has become better. Like one of our sisters, somebody she met in church, took care of her wedding things. Like, and now if we ask you to do something, they say, hey, if I go away from this sister, who can provide like that? What is going to happen to me, Pastor? You are bringing confusion now. I want to come at uh, Mara. Meanwhile, you were complaining in Mara before the waters were made sweet. The same God who turned the waters in Mara into sweet waters is also going to lead you into Elam. Hallelujah. But Bible said that, and they came to where? Elam. Where? Where 12 wells of water. Now, where they go to, there, there wasn't one. There wasn't two. There wasn't three. Hallelujah. Allow God to lead you. Hallelujah. Don't camp at Mary because the waters are become. Sometimes when people get to a place and God works at Mary, they don't want to. They don't want to. This way. Sometimes you are part of the choir, but we are taking you to start a branch or something. Say, mm, I'm doing well in the choir. Hey, when I sing in the choir, it's nice. I don't want to go. He said, no, take, come out of the choir and be in the noise. Say, mm. Mm, mm. This morning, as you are talking, our brother, Vusi is not here. He's alone in the Milnaton. Last, yeah, he was alone organizing eight or ten ashes. Last week, as he went there, he had 35 people. He had 35 people. Yeah. Will you want to have eight grown men who know what they want to do in Mara? Or you want to go to LM where there are 12, 12, 12 wells of water and three score and ten, 70 palm trees. Even where you were, there were only water. One. There was only one. But the place that God is taking you, there's going to be 12 wells. Hallelujah. You can have a swimming pool. You can have different things. Twelve wells of waters. Can you believe it? And some people have camped. I remember when I was leaving. I, we bought a church in uh, Kailicha. I had an office there. I was very happy. And I told my assistant that I want to leave and go to CPUT to be with the students. We don't have a place. There's no room. Every day we are moving around. We don't know where. We meet in the engineering block. We come to the student center. We go to the... We are moving aimless. Meanwhile, there's a nice church with an office in Kailicha. I remember my, my uh, assistant telling me there, Reverend, you know, Bishop did not move out of uh, Kolegono very fast. Too. <laughs> Let's be here for some time. <laughs> Sometimes the people who love you are the people who prevent you. Like Peter said to Jesus, you don't need to die. I'm telling you. And I move out 
from Kailicha, I was aimless. We gathered the people up and down. We were all over the place. Then from, from CPUT, I'll go to UWC. From the different places, you are like aimless. Hallelujah. Not knowing that God is going to bring us into 12, into 12, into 12 wells of water where there is palm tree. Amen. Sometimes we encamp around Mara. The waters have been made sweet and we don't want to move on. This morning, I pray that the revelation, what God is saying to you, I'm talking about it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. When you take the book, what are in this spirit of the ministry? What it means to carry the spirit of the ministry? By the time you cut this spirit of the ministry, eight things would have happened to you. You will know the vision of the house. You will know the principles of the house. What is the vision of this house? The vision of this house is to win souls and to plant churches. There's no ambiguity about it. We just want to take more people to heaven. Some churches, their vision is to Exhibit the power of God. Do deliverance and let demons talk for them to record. We, the power, we are not, if you know that anybody has power, you, you will know that I'm a prophet. But I don't have time to interview thousand demons. When Jesus met the madman of Gadara, there were legions of demons in the man. If he had interviewed them one by one, I'm sure by this time he will still be interviewing them. So when, yeah, there is a way to work deliverance. Deliverance can be work, yeah, miracles is one of the ways. You, you can deliver people through miracles. Be gone. And whether they are thousands, every one of them, they were gone. Or you also begin to call them, what, what is your name? Where did you come from? And when are you going to go? Come out. Then the second one, come out and go now in the name of Jesus. Then you interview another one. You can also do that. Sometimes that makes us feel that we are powerful because demons are talking. That is also, but we will want to work the miracle. Your miracles, that whatever it is, whether they are 1,000, they are 200, they are 400, come out and go. And when you go, because the Lord has a need for them, attend the capolis. The madman, he went to tend the capolis. As you are busily interviewing them, he needs to go to the decapolis. <laughs> so be delivered and go. Some also emphasize in prosperity. But if you want us to compare notes, bring the notes and let's compare those who are preaching prosperity. And we who have not preached prosperity, let's compare who has prospered. You can preach prosperity and you're not prosper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyone who is preaching prosperity, you, you bring, bring your note and let's compare. Where, is, where are your buildings? As we are talking, we have almost 90 uh, churches in South Africa alone. Church building. This one, there's one in Jamestown. We have a cathedral in uh, 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 Peter Marysburg. We have a cathedral in Pretoria. We have a cathedral in Joburg, in Polokwane, in... Let's compare notes. Let's compare notes. 
You come and let's compare notes. That with your prospect, mommy, come back to me. Who has prospect? You can you can talk about money and not have money. Are you here? Yeah. That's why the Bible says it is not those who say, Lord, Lord, that will enter about those who do the will of God. Just con- concern yourself by being a tree that God will put, God will put into the waters. There are many people around you who are having better waters. And you are the tree, I'm telling you. You are the tree. You are the tree. Allow yourself. Come. Come. Lift yourself up. Come. Become one of the people that Moses is calling. That the Lord will lift the anointing and put on you so that you'll be able to bear the burden with him. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for this, my wonderful sisters. Amen. Quickly. So the vision of the house. How can we let you if you don't know the vision of the house, you will be talking to people about money when they are even not born again. What is money when people are going to hell? What is money when people are going to hell? So the vision of the house is, is so winning and church planting. There's no ambiguity about that. Hallelujah. Our vision is to win souls. Yeah. We believe that every member of the church can be a minister. Everyone. That's why we have people dancing, people singing. Everyone can do something. That's the vision. Number two, the principles of the house. What are the principles that we operate by? Everything we do in the church must be based on the Bible. If it's not in the Bible, we cannot do it. Thank you, Mr. Bishop. Thank you, Mr. Pastor. Thank you, Mr. Reverend Minister. What you are saying, where is it in the Bible? Everything we do in this church is based on the Bible. We need to say, it's the Bible. That's our principle. Amen. If it's not in the Bible, please, don't, 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 don't start. Hallelujah. We believe in loyalty. Yeah, we believe in loyalty that everyone can climb from the lowest to the highest. Every pastor here, everyone, if you follow, we have informal pastoral training, we have Bible school, different things going on. It's a principle that no matter who you are, you can become, you can rise from the lowest to the highest, depending on what you want to do. In our churches, no first can first serve. It can be there, but how you want to develop, you want to become a pastor, it depends on you. How you take the ministry, how fast you want to read, you want to do, that's what, you determine what becomes of you. Number three is the philosophy of the house. One of our our philosophy is that we marry young. Why commit fornication when you can commit love? Amen? We, marry, we believe in marriage. We believe in sex in marriage. Sex outside marriage is sin. Amen. We believe it. It's, it's our philosophy. Amen. It's founded in the Bible. Hallelujah. And our philosophy is that we believe also in church burdens. That church burden brings stability. 
Amen. Amen. That's why you see we are building church buildings everywhere. Are you here? Okay. Number four is the standards of the house. Okay. We expect that our standard is that faithfulness must be a principle in a marriage. Ministers should lead holy lives and have financial and moral integrity. As I'm preaching, I should not be owing people. As I'm talking, if I own people here, then as I'm talking, then I will not be looking at that. No. No. A pastor should, should not have, like they say in the world, you need to have a farm and garden. No. A pastor, you have your wife. You don't have girlfriends. Amen. Amen, the man. If you have problem with that, you need to change before you can become. You, all this thing must be. You cannot become a leader in the church and you are sleeping with the people in the church. It, it, it doesn't work. Oh, you quick last you came and said, wow, there are young people in the church. Pastor, pastor can, I be, can I be a leader? And the reason why you want to be a leader is like when you're a leader, you have access to them. No. No. Our standard is that you need a moral and financial integrity. We don't borrow from our members. As I'm preaching, do I owe you? And we don't also make ourselves poor. You cannot preach in a way for people to come and give money to you. That Even yesterday, I slept without eating. I don't know. God, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We don't do that. You need to have financial integrity. Amen. The doctrine of the house. One of the doctrines we preach is loyalty and disloyalty. Hallelujah. Yeah. And again, the Bible is the standard and is the foundation for every uh, teaching. Okay. Number six is the procedures of the house. Okay. How do you become a pastor from a member? You become a potential shepherd. You become a shepherd. You write exam. Then, true, you become a pastor. You will be there in the name. So when you see yourself today, tomorrow you see that you are a shepherd. Today you see that you are a pastor. Once upon a time, this young lady came to church. I wish she can tell you how she came. When she came, she had some long nails. Where are your long nails? Now she's having a shortness. She came with a longness. Today, she's become a lady pastor. Hallelujah. That shall be your story. I said, that shall be your story. Who again? Yeah. This man used to have dreadlocks. Were you not a raster man? Yeah. I read. He used to be a rastafarian with dreadlocks. You shake it like that. Now the hair is gone. He's a pastor in the church. He's working. Lay pastors. Lay pastors. Hallelujah. And there are many others who are on their way to become pastors. There are many others. In fact, some people should have become pastors. Just two weeks ago, but they refused to become. But they are going to become. They are here. Procedures of the house. Procedures. You cannot, we, you see, you cannot go and say, oh, I've gone to a Bible school, so make me a pastor. No, we have a Bible school. We need to know your character. 
Sometimes people have gifts, but they don't have character. <laughs> Emphasis of the house. We emphasize on the word of God. Hallelujah. We emphasize on soul winning. And we emphasize on the anointing, getting anointed. Then the last one is the anointing of the house. Hallelujah. There is nothing like the anointing. Without it, you can not do anything in the ministry. We believe that the anointing is the most important, the anointing of the house. Hallelujah. So cut the spirit of the ministry, and God is going to use you fantastically. You'll be a tree. I prophesy over your life. I said, I prophesy over your life. You'll be a lady pastor. Today you are a member, but you'll be a lady pastor. Uh, and even before you become a lady pastor, oh, with wherever you are, whatever you are doing as a student, God is going to use you as a tree that will turn the bitter lives and bitter waters and difficult situations of people who otherwise would have been confused, depressed, and would have committed suicide. You are going to change their life because God will use you. You talk to them. You will give them answers. You preach to them. You'll be surprised how God is going to use you. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the grace of God that comes upon people come over you. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.